0: I'm going home on the morning train I'm going home on the morning train All of my sins have been carried away Put your hand on that plow and hold on Hold on Put your hand on that plow. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Put your hand on that plow. Hold on. Welcome to the podcast for Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. Our podcast blends a taste of the music that we experience here in worship on Sunday mornings, along with a scripture reading and a message. We would love for you to take a next step in growing in faith in this community. If you are here in Berkeley, Epworth's worship is at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings at 1953 Hopkins on the corner of Napa and Hopkins. Or if you connect with our podcast from further away, we would invite you to visit our website, epworthberkeley.org. We'd invite you to keep seeking to grow in faith and to stop by the next time you're in Berkeley. Sister Mary, she wears a golden chain. Sister Mary, she wears a golden chain. And on each link is my Jesus' name. Put your hand on that plow and hold on. Hold on, hold on. Put your, Put your hand, hand on that bow. Hold on. Hold on, hold on. Put your hand on that Bible. Hold on.
1: My name is Maylin Yokla and I'm going to do the scripture reading today. It is Romans eight nineteen through 27, New International Version. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frust- frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage, to decay and brought into freedom and glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to present time. Not only so, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly inwardly, as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we are saved, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God.
2: When I was a youth, many, many years ago, I lived in a small town in the Philippines. There was no electricity. But somehow, I learned a song that held much meaning for me. I wish the choir was here to sing it for us, but you know what? You know it. You know this song. So when I raise my hand like this, please sing with
3: me, right? Said the night went to the little lamb, do you see what I see? Way up in the sky, little lamb. Do you see what I see? A star, a star dancing in the night with a tail as big as a kite. With a tail as big as a kite said a little lamb to the shepherd boy do you, hear what I hear? do you hear what i hear ringing through the night shepherd boy do you hear what i hear, do you hear, what I hear? A song, a song, high above the trees with a voice as big as the sea. With a voice as big as the sea. Thank you. We did very well, didn't we?
2: Okay. It's a lovely tune. But aside from that, I love this song, for it connected me to a world much larger than the one I was in at that time. To imagine a star, even millions of stars dancing, to hear a song that kept the dancing going, for me as a young person, it was awesome. This simple yet lofty song connected me to the universe, to the whole of creation. Every time I hear this song in those days of my youth, it made me feel that I was part of a very wonderful world, a world filled with joy and the shouts of celebration. But as I matured, spread my wings, and experienced more of life in the world, the joy of creation that I heard in the song became muted. This day especially, what I hear more of is the sound of creation groaning. Every time human-caused activities and disasters pollute Earth's waters, such as oil spills and chemicals in drinking water, creation groans. Every time Earth's atmosphere is rendered toxic, by industries spewing contaminated gases such as carbon dioxide and methane into the air, creation groans. Every time wildfires roar and glaciers melt, creation groans. Every time whales beach and coral reefs bleach, creation groans. We have heard it said, that the most pressing challenge Earth and all of us who call her our common home faces today is climate change. Climate change is intensifying, lengthening, and worsening all of these things that make creation groan. Climate change is making this groan louder and louder every minute. And for those who have ears to hear, creation's groan is now deafening. And we humans, we groan with creation because our lives are interconnected with hers. Our quality of life and health is affected, but especially the lives of those most vulnerable among us, those who had very little to do with the problem in the first first place. Paul heard creation groaning too, as was read earlier. It made me wonder, is there a connection in the groaning of creation that Paul heard and talked about and the groaning of creation that we now hear and see and feel? A study of the text showed that the groaning of creation referred to in the letter, has a history that goes back to the beginning of life on earth. Listen to this narrative from Genesis 3, as shared by our faith ancestors. And to the man God said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree about which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life, thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you. Recall that in Genesis 2, when God created Adam and Eve, he placed them in a garden that God himself planted. There they lived in harmony with all the creatures and the beings that God placed. Sources of water, plants were there for them too. They were there for Adam and Eve's sustenance and for their enjoyment. In the garden, all of God's creations, human and nonhumans alike, thrived. They lived a blissful existence. But then, Adam and Eve became greedy. They wanted to be like God. So they listened to the evil one represented by the serpent and they disobeyed their maker. God drove them out of the garden. But before that, God gave each of the offending parties a penalty for their transgression. From that time on, the snake was to forever slither around and have an adversarial relationship with the woman. Woman was to have a difficult time giving birth, and man from that moment on was to work for his food till the ground where where before everything was gift. Human alienation from God and from the other creatures on earth began. I still do not understand why creation was dragged into this whole mess. Maybe some of the theologians here can help me with that. But as you heard, the story said God cursed nature. Where it was once full of life and was very fruitful, it became barren where once there was harmony between the animals and Adam, to whom was given the privilege of naming them. God even considered the animals being possible friends and relations of Adam. Now there was enmity. That is why Paul would state that creation was groaning. Creation groaned because it was subjected, in Wesley's words, to abuse, misery, and corruption through no fault of her own. But as a consequence of human greed and disobedience, creation, innocent creation, was implicated in the sin of our primal parents. And sadly, because creation groans because of the abuse, creation still groans because of the abuse we continue to heap upon her to this day. And even more sadly, the cause of her groaning, her suffering, and her pain today is the same as it was in the beginning, the overrich, the greed of humans. We have and we are continuing to fail creation miserably. And now, with climate change, we are feeling the brunt of it. Should we then despair because of the state of affairs creation and we find ourselves in? We heard Paul's answer. And it's the same answer we need to say today, no. No, because we are not groaning alone, neither is creation. The Spirit is groaning with us. No, because ultimately our faith tells us that we and creation will be liberated from our shared bondage at the end of time, when Jesus comes again in glory. At the end time, creation will be restored to its original blessedness along with saved humanity much like a woman who experiences bliss once her baby is born after an agonizing period of labor, we and creation will be set free. We will live again in harmony, in joy, and in peace together. We will once again, I can just see it now, sing and dance with creation. In the meantime, however, we have work to do. For the responsibility and privilege to till the earth and to tend to it, has been passed on to us. True, we have not always been faithful, a species, in carrying it out. We have bought in into our culture and our civilizations, theologies and ideologies that render creation captive to our whims. Yes, we are failing big time. Still, there is so much more we can do individually and as a community to alleviate creations and our own suffering. It is not too late to act and to mitigate creations, groaning on our own. Our motivation is this. When Earth is healthy, so are we. When Earth is healthy, so are we. The younger generation is now, thanks be to God, acting where we are failing. As Pastor Kristen noted in her sermon last week, the young are leading the way. They are leading movements for change. One such worldwide youth-led movement is going to take place in New York on September 21, the UN Youth Climate Summit, in preparation for the summit on September 23 of world leaders. Here in the Bay Area, local youth will gather at Laney College and at UC Berkeley on the 20th. As expressions of uh, their solidarity and interconnectedness with the international movement. They're asking us, their elders, to support them, to join them. So let us show up and be counted. Another place where we can also do this is here, a church. There's so much more we can do. I know that in the building and the in the rebuilding of the of the church, there was a lot of concern put into becoming more energy efficient, more creation friendly. But there's more we can do in the church and from the church to the outside world. So at the end of the service, Al, Dorothy, and I, who've been kind of the trinity of the Epworth Environment and Climate Action team for a while will be out there in the narthex and downstairs to ask you to join us on this team. And we would like to specially invite new members, and I counted, Pastor Christian said there were 19 of you, who are still looking, perhaps, for a way to minister. As Pastor Brian said at the beginning, we are all in ministry together. Now here's your chance. So thank you for the opportunity to, to share my thoughts with you this morning for the sake of earth, for the sake of ourselves, for the sake of our young ones. Let us
0: do it. Amen. I hear a call, now will I answer. Forsake my heart to serve another. Though darkness falls, stay a believer. I hear a call, now will I answer. I see a light, now will I follow. Fill up this life That grows more harder Make joy but there's sorrow I see a light Now will I follow I hear a call From out of nowhere And from everywhere I go I hear a call Touch, now will I hold on I hear a call from out of nowhere and from everywhere I go I hear a call now will I answer okay so the words are in your bulletin now that you've heard it through Hopefully some of you can join me in singing. We're going to start from the beginning. I hear a call, now will I answer, to set my I see a light, now will I follow, fill up this life that grows more hollow, make joy beside within endless sorrow, I see a light, now will I follow. I feel a touch, now will I hold on, be there for love, for those with no one, with a kindness such, it is though I'm alone, I feel a touch. see a light Now will I follow Watch out I feel a touch Now will I hold on I hear a call Now will I